Jesus is wonderful. Amen. And remember, what we're talking about is simply the following. Jesus is the gospel. Amen. And this morning as I was sitting there, I'm thinking about why have we deviated? Why do we keep deviating from what God does? Is there anything God does that we are so wise we find any something wrong about it? We need to modify it. And then Rabat Laudi Lukis, are you there? And I want to pick on the thought that I left on last week that there are other theologians who say Jesus said to his disciples, Go and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. You remember that? And some of them are saying, we are overemphasizing Jesus at the expense of the kingdom of God. Remember that? And I was saying to you, that's ridiculous. But here's what I want you to understand. The gospel, last week I said, the, the Bible uses these phrases, the gospel of the kingdom of God and the gospel of grace. And all of them points, out, points us to one conclusion. Jesus is that message. Are you hearing me? So last week I was simply saying this, that one, we are, you ha I hope you have a very good appetite for reading the word today. Because if you don't, I don't know where you're going to be today because we're going to read a lot. You know, in the Old Testament, they used to spend the whole day, the scribes standing there, reading the word of God. That's what we're going to try and do. But let's just lay some foundation for your understanding. The gospel of the kingdom of God, every kingdom has a king. Are you there? But the kingdom of God, the king thereof is Jesus. Now in Hebrews chapter 1, God speaking of Jesus, he said to Jesus, you are my son. He says, righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Are you hearing? So God recognizes Jesus as the king. Jesus, when he was crucified, the inscription above his cross was written, the king of the Jews. Are you remembering that? In Revelation, he is said to be the king of kings. Are you still following? So firstly, you cannot speak about a kingdom without speaking about the king because every kingdom is ruled by the word of that king. Somebody put it this way. He says, the character of every kingdom emanates from the character of its king. Are you there? Are you there, saint? And so Jesus is the king of the kingdom. He says to, to the people, people are saying to him, you cast demons in Beelzebub. He says, no, 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 no. If you see me casting demons with the finger of God. With the what? Then you must know the kingdom of God has arrived amongst you. In other words, I am the manifestation of the kingdom. So it's not possible to preach the gospel of the kingdom without pointing to Jesus. Then you have to be pointing to a different kingdom. 
Are you there? That point I don't want to labor. The gospel of grace. We say, somebody say, no, 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 no. We must preach. Paul preached the gospel of grace. He didn't preach Jesus. Nonsense. We're going to read. You will see. Paul preached Jesus. And as we spoke last week, the Bible says in John chapter 1 where we read that the law came through Moses. But grace came through Jesus. And we say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus. And Paul, as he greets the church, he says, grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus. Jesus is the manifestation of grace. And not point to Jesus. It's not possible. Are you there? So here's a few pointers that I want to highlight before we read. Number one, every topic that comes from the redemption that was in the Bible in the Old Testament was never enough as the good news. So they, in the Old Testament, there were prophets, weren't they? In the Old Testament, there was healing. Okay? There was faith. There was tithing. There was all these things we preach. Are you hearing me? But all those things were never sufficient as good news. Even if there were prophets, there was still supposed to come the one who is said to be the good news for the whole world. And his name is Jesus. And today, we live like Old Testament people. We run after prophets. There were still prophets are not new. But Jesus came even when the prophets were there. And as a matter of fact, this is what the book of Hebrews tells us. It says, in the past times, the Lord spoke to our forefathers through the prophets. But in these days, he speaks to us through his son. Are you hearing me? So if you run after man of God, prophet of God, the prophet is there, fine. He's just a gift given by Jesus for him not to point to himself, but to Jesus. So every subject must be preached from Jesus. And if any subject is preached, he must point to Jesus. And anyone who preaches on behalf is this amazing. All the apostles, all the preachers of the New Testament identified themselves as the servants of Jesus Christ. So when we preach whatever sermon, whatever thing we tell people, there must be a, a, an identity establishment that you do not belong to yourself as a pastor, apostle, evangelist. Whatever you say you are, if you are to preach in the name of Jesus, you are a servant of Jesus. You have no right to preach anything that does not point to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus, you said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my No, 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 no. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. But the spirit of the Lord is the very same spirit that in John chapter 15, Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will testify about me. And you will also testify. Therefore, he says in X1, Verse 8, you shall receive.
power when the Holy Spirit comes upon and you shall be what? My witnesses. Since I came to this church, the anointing of the men of God, I was alone. Since I came to what? The anointing of the men of? Jesus heals a man. Then he asks him a question. Remember this guy, they questioned him, the blind man. The man was in John chapter 5, they questioned him. And then finally Jesus, they, they chased him out of the synagogue. When he comes out, Jesus asks him, do you know? The son of man. Do you know the Messiah? Do you believe? This guy says, I don't know him. Who is he that I may believe? Jesus says, him who's speaking to you. Oh, glory. Some say there's, a, there's, a, there's an Islam imam who says, Jesus never spoke of himself as God. No, it's a lie. Jesus told people, I am the son of God. Jesus told them, I and the father are one. We are one. Jesus pointed to himself. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the father except through me. Jesus testified about himself. So Jesus never even pointed people to angels. In Acts chapter 12, it speaks of how Herod died by not giving glory to God. And then it proceeds to tell about how Paul and Barnabas were preaching in Lystra. And then they healed the man. When they healed that man, the Bible says the, 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 the priests of the goddess, the, the, the priests of Zeus, they come. They have never seen what happened. And they come to Paul and Barnabas. They kneel. They want to sacrifice to them. Are you hearing me? Why? Because these are the men of God. The men of God has done this. The men of God has done this. Oh, men of God, I want to kneel before you. The Bible says they tore their clothes. But no, don't do such an evil thing. Because we are mere men. We are just signs that point to Jesus. Don't kneel to us. Today, men of God. How foolish have we become? We lose their destiny by just kneeling to the sign. House of Italy, Deben. You see a sign say Deben. Deben, I have. You haven't arrived. Pass the sign. Go to Deben. Jesus is our destiny. Jesus is our joy. He's our peace. He's our healer. He's our redeemer. I go to hell. Born. Mutu. Kimutu. Jesus is God. Are you there? In the book of Revelation, something even better happens right there. John says, when I saw the angel that was speaking to me, I knelt before him. Eh? John took it a notch higher. He saw an angel. He thought, wow, I've never seen such magnificence. Listen to an angel of God. Rise up. I am not God. Black men, rise up. Because all the crazy things are done by us. Now, of course, there are cults in other 
uh, ethnic groups. But I'm saying we are the most shocking people on earth. So those are the few pointers I want to highlight. Also, I want to highlight this one. That we are prone to all kinds of extremes when we rediscover a truth that either was lost or has been hidden from us. When we hear something that sounds new, it's never new, it has always been in the Bible, you know that. Nothing is new under the, the sun. When we hear, when there is a restoration of healing, we run to healing. We make healing the gospel. When we hear faith, we start a faith movement. Anything that we hear that has always been there, we make it new and then we go to the extreme about it. But Paul says in Acts chapter 20, he says to them, I preached to you the whole council. Oh, like the whole what? Council. The whole scripture. I did not come today just because somebody was saying, I remember when we were students. Now as a novice, I didn't read the Bible. I just heard when the pastor preaches. I hope you are not that kind of a person. Because the pastor will lie to you as well. I can just tell you some stories I conjured right now. So I hear this guy. He was a friend of mine. He had been born again for some years. And he like, he goes, you know, Tabisom, faith is the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of the things unseen. Wow. I went away thinking, yo, 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 yo. Ah, that guy watches. The way he explained the faith. Then one day I'm reading the Bible. I'm doing what? You see, if I read the Bible first. So now I'm going telling other guys, you know what faith is? Oh Lord, I hope some of them, they, they were very nice. Maybe others already knew that faith. One way of understanding it is that is the substance of the things hoped for. Imagine me. I just got this wonderful revelation that nobody knows except that guy. And I took what the man of God told me. And I told everyone. And those who knew looked at me like, so? Well, they never asked me, but all I'm saying is, when people know stuff, and when you don't know it, when you go to the extremes about it, but I look at you and say, and then? Get into the Bible so that when people speak what sounds like revelation to you, it's like, okay. Tell me something I don't know. If it's written, you must know it. And here's another thing that I want to highlight. Is that any biblical subject that is not anchored on Jesus and his finished work on the cross will in most likelihood experience even greater abuse and extremism. Any subject that we try to preach on its own, not anchored on Jesus. Hmm, let me give you an example. You know how many people believe in faith and they have faith? Because every Sunday they hear about faith by faith this by faith that by faith this and then people are starting this thing of by faith i claim it 
By faith, I name it. By faith, if it doesn't happen, I blame it. Now here's the thing. The just shall live by Well, that is good. Are you aware that everyone, not just the just, live by faith? But to go for our pillar, Katumel, how namo to us appealing Katumel? The difference is where is that faith anchored? So have faith in Jesus. There's a difference. Others have faith in that day. I have a faith too. Did you hear just that? Did you just hear that? He just explained to you where his faith is. He says, yes, church, I go. But for me, where my faith, remember your faith is not what you confess. Your faith is what you live out. So there are people who attend church, but their faith, as I told you last week, is not in Jesus, is in the Vaseline. Is in water. Because they were taught faith that did not point to Jesus, but it pointed to a tangible thing. You can pray. So they have faith. Are you hearing me? Remember what the book of Hebrews says. It says those who had the gospel then the word that they had, like you are hearing it, did not benefit them because they did not mix it with faith. So you may hear the word about God, but in hearing, your faith is not in God. That's why if we say, let's pray. I'm sure you've experienced this. Hopefully you are not one of those people. If you are, I ask you in the name of Jesus to repent. When you are going through stuff and you are angry and another Christian comes and he says, I have this verse to share with you. No, 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 no. I don't want the Bible. I don't want verses. Can we pray? I don't want to pray. I want something pragmatic. I want something what? In other words, don't tell me about Jesus. My friend, you are digging your own system. Very soon, you will discover that they all dry up. Because where there are prophecies, they will cease, the Bible says. Where there are tongues, they will cease. But there is one who remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. His name is Jesus. He is the good news. That's why people are invited to Jesus, not to church. Jesus said something which unfortunately... We seem to be excelling in it as, as, as the church today. He says to the Pharisees, you Pharisees, you travel miles on land, miles on sea to, to convert one, one convert, make one convert. And after that, you make him seven times the son of hell than you. And so sometimes be careful that church can do that to you. Because as I always tell you, in church, there are sheep, goats, and wolves. When I was naive, I thought that at church, because you see how well dressed we are. At least I guess the people I'm seeing, they drive nice cars. They speak good English, most of them. 
Wahu kau register tu set lot situ. You don't know, you don't know. Lekai mana mereka? Eka ba jessor ya matlam. Orang mayo halal elanghue. You don't know that. Okay, let's leave it. If you don't know it, aw ngaku yang kos. Aw siambong guces. When you encounter people, they have a demeanor of righteousness and holiness. And you are attracted to the church. But they have lost the identity that Jesus gave us. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Not if you dress nice. When you are part of the church, now you'll see what lies behind the clothes. When they tell you, hey, skato papamu. You found us in this church. We were doing it this way and you leave us doing it. Have you ever gone to a church and I want to apologize for a church because I know there are some people who do this in the, in the church. You are a visitor. And they let you become a loner. And you stand there alone. You don't know where to, to go. You don't know who to ask. And you don't know what they do. They just pass you like you are a tree. If it has happened to you, I apologize. These people are supposed to be people of love. When you come amidst us, you must be overwhelmed by love. They must embrace you. They must. You think you hush. You go away. You come here feeling dry. You go away dry because nobody even said how are you. I apologize. Are you there, saint? So when we go to those extremes. May God have mercy on us. Are you there, saint? So, let's test your, your appetite for the word of God and read a few scriptures. In fact, we're going to read a lot. A lot, 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 lot. Can you extend your... So, here's, as we read, I'm just going to read through some of them and then we'll make a few comments. As we read the scriptures, I want you to observe a few things. Number one, I want you to observe that the people who were speaking never pointed to themselves. Ne? That any subject touched on pointed to Jesus. They preached everything in the name of Jesus. And most importantly, I want you to remember, they preached Jesus. Are you there, saints? So a few things. Let's start. We are going to do a scheme over the book of Acts. Are you there? Let's start in Acts chapter 2. So we are skimming, I'll, 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 I'll tell you the chapter, and then we just go to the verses quickly. We're starting in chapter 2. Are you there? If you are not there, you must just write. We're reading verse 21 and verse 22. It says, It shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. A man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, as you yourselves about know about who? Jesus. Listen to verse 36. It says, Now let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made this Jesus both Lord and Christ whom you crucified. Are you there? So the topic about whatever they were talking, it goes down to Jesus. Can I comment on something? It's in the notes, but lest I don't get there. Isn't it amazing that the assurance that Jesus gave, the assurance that Peter gives, the assurance that Paul gave was that whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be what? How come our churches 
are so full and every Sunday we preach Sunday in, Sunday out, but there are people who are not saved. Whoever calls on the name of Jesus shall be what? So if Jesus is preached, people will be saved. But if you just preach blessings without Jesus, people will come for blessing. Another guy was working in our house. He's wearing a band. You can decide of which. So I asked this guy, are you born again? No, no, no. no. Firstly, I could hear by his speech. Because as he's busy working there, there is liberality of words that are not aligned with the nature of Jesus. I'm thinking this guy. I ask this guy, are you born again? He says, no, but I go to such and such and such a church. I ask myself, why are we so obsessed with numbers of people that are going to hell? Why are we so obsessed that people are feeling the church, they are because we are not teaching them, call on the name of Jesus. When they asked Paul, the, the jailer asked Paul, what shall I do to be saved? He says, believe in the Lord Jesus. When they asked Peter, man, what shall we do? Believe in the name of Jesus. We have nothing to give you to make you escape the corruption and the wrath. How so that I can make some money? In fact, I need some money. But... Nobody, no pastor, if he's truly born again, must need something so desperate as to exchange the souls of people for that thing. You can't need money that much. Just because he gives you money. Ha, ha, ha. Son of God. He's not a son of God. He's a sinner. Because the one who does not have the spirit of God does not belong to him. This man will perish with his man. Tell the man... Unless you are born again, you will never see the kingdom of God because Jesus came for your sake. There is nothing as urgent for a preacher than to tell a sinner, you need, you must be born again. And you know what's funny? It's actually your inheritance. You are just, if you are not born again, you are a child of a king that lives like a beggar because you don't know your rights from your father. God says, I have sent my son. Are you still there, saint? Ooh, I, it's like, okay. Chapter 4, verse 1. As they were speaking to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and what? Proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They did not preach resurrection without Jesus. Are you there? Verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power? I like that question. By what power or by what name did you do this? Because the power is attached to the name. That is why people will leave their homes for a certain name, for a certain power. 
Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. Not by our anointing, not by our water, not by, by the name of Jesus. In their second hearing, they were arrested. The, the angel released them during the night, but they caught them again. In Acts chapter 5, when they are now caught again, it says, verse 27, And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them. Listen to verse 28. We strictly charged you not to teach in this name, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Verse 33. When they, they heard this, they were enraged because now the apostles answered them that you want us to listen to you. They were enraged and they wanted to kill them. What are they killing them for? Listen to verse 40. After they, they said, go out, we want to discuss whether we kill you or what do we do. And when they had called them in, in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing what's the issue? The issue was not prophecy, the issue was the name of Jesus. Then they left the, they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. These days when people criticize pastors, it's said they are never criticized. We are never criticized for the name of Jesus. We are criticized for all other things that are not Jesus bound. Listen to chapter 8 of the book of Acts, verse 12. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God. Are you hearing? About the kingdom of God. And what? And the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized both. He didn't just preach. He preached the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Chapter 9 verse 19. After he ate. This is Saul now. Or Paul as he's commonly known. He began to feel strong again. Saul stayed with the followers of Jesus in Damascus for a few days. Soon he began to go to the synagogues and tell people about Jesus. He told the people, Jesus is the son of God. Verse 34. Peter said to him, he sees Aeneas. Aeneas was crippled. He says to Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Jesus Christ does what? These days, it doesn't look like we heal in the name of Jesus. Chapter 10, verse 36. As for the word he sent to Israel, preaching the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. Peace, peace was preached through Jesus Christ. Are you there, saints? Go and look for Acts chapter 17. I'm not going to read Acts chapter 17, but I want you to read it because I want to get to this last Two portions of scripture. In Acts chapter 18, there was Apollos. Apollos was also preaching Jesus. So everybody seems to preach Jesus except us. Are you there, this is These are the last two that I want to read. It says in 28 verse 23. So when they had appointed him a day. Now Paul was in house arrest now. It says... Many came to Paul at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God. Acts chapter 28, verse 23. 
Huti Now listen, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. From morning till what? He was talking but that kingdom is centered around Jesus. Are you hearing me say? Look at verse 30 and 31 of Acts chapter 28. And by the way, you can ask the office for the notes. It says, Then Paul dwelt two years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence. Are you hearing, saints? So, here's a few liners that I want us to go home with. Number one, we do not take Jesus in our sermons. We preach Jesus. You don't come up with a sermon and think, mm, in Jesus' name. No, you preach that thing in the name of Jesus. You don't just tag him. You know, like on Facebook. We do not use the name of Jesus as a means to an end. We preach Jesus as the Alpha and the Omega. So the least we can do today, you and I, given all that is happening, is to preach Jesus if we are his church. Even if we have no desire to encounter Jesus, let's preach him still. You know? Here's something that I saw that I find interesting. It is unfair to advertise your program using someone's name and never feature them or acknowledge them. You advertise church in the name of Jesus, but when people come to church, you never speak about Jesus. Are you there, saints? So, here's another one. Jesus is a savior and Lord. He's not a blesser. We are already blessed in Jesus, so we must not preach Jesus like he's a boyfriend or a sugar daddy or a sugar mommy. He's king, he's Lord, not just a blesser. When we encounter Jesus, we get to know his voice, his specific will in the situation, his ways and his power. And even if Jesus does not remove the thorn in your flesh, if you know Jesus, at least you will know his voice when he says, my grace is but if you were taught Jesus as a blesser, when you are not blessed, you won't hear the voice. You will say, ah, this thing does not work. So here's my challenge to you and me. How many of us know Jesus loves us? You know that. So we count to Jesus. You know that. We do what? Even if we don't count to other people, we count to Jesus. But here's a problem. We don't choose to count for him. All other things, we want other people to count on us. But we never bother whether Jesus counts on us. Or not. I, I, want, I want my friends to know I'm there for them. But you don't want Jesus to know you are there for him as his witness. So if we are going to preach Jesus, we must count for Jesus. And we must not preach tolerance without repentance. You must understand, uh, everyone is welcome to Jesus. Come as you are. The Lord loves you. True, but not full. 
the Lord loves you, he says, come unto me as you are, then I will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Repent. That's why that woman that we like talking, you know, we must not judge people. Yeah, that woman was caught in adultery. She was. And when Jesus asked her, where are those who condemn you? Who judge you without grace? Who judge you without mercy? Who look upon you as a doormat? What did she say? They are not they. Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Did he leave her there? No. He says, go and sin no more. So you can't just be tolerant. A man who abuses his wife just because he's, he's giving you money. Let the man go if he can't repent. If a person comes and speaks uh, Shakespearean English, who cares? Let the man go and find a church where they will allow him to live unrepentant life. But if you come to Jesus, his Savior, and his what? His Lord. You can never serve Jesus on your own terms. You serve him on his terms. Shall we stand up?